Now, once again, with today's Carolina Newsmakers, here's Don Curtis. Our guest this week is Mike Causey. He's the insurance commissioner for the state of North Carolina. In the uh, first two segments, we talked a great deal about automobile and homeowner's insurance. We haven't talked about life insurance. We'll get to that a little later on. Uh, And then in the second segment, we talked about insurance fraud and also some other issues, including uh, uh, some of the scams that are going on, things of that nature. Now I want to turn to one of the other duties that you have in your role as insurance commissioner, and that is serving as the state fire marshal. Uh, How long has the insurance commissioner always been the fire marshal? Well, since the, um, I believe since about about 1949, so it's not always, the Department of Insurance started in 1899, so in the very beginning, that was not the case, but uh, certainly uh, over the past 60 or 70 years, it has been. So what does that uh, entail as far as what you actually do? Well, it's my honor to uh, work with our fire service and office of state fire marshal. And I want to thank every one of our first responders uh, across North Carolina, especially our volunteer firefighters that devote so much of their time and energy to keeping us safe in our respective communities. And these folks are on call, these men and women are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week in most cases. And uh, they're doing that. They have to devote a significant amount of time to training. Uh, Our Office of State Fire Marshal uh, oversees firefighter certification and training. And this is a little trivia, but North Carolina does more Fire, more levels of firefighter certification than any other state or any other agency in the world except for the Federal Department of Defense. We have 54 different levels of firefighter certifications. Uh, we work closely with the community college system, which does a lot of training for our uh, firefighters across the state. And uh, is I'm out there just every week. I'm out somewhere in the counties visiting with fire departments. This uh, recently, we were at the Morrisville Fire Department with a uh, the child passenger safety seat week, uh, doing child safety seat demonstrations. Uh, I was at Chapel Hill uh, this week, uh, participating in a live burn on the campus to demonstrate the students the uh, difference between having a a dormitory room with sprinkler systems versus no sprinkler systems. So it's all about keeping people safe. Uh, Every fire department I know, plus our office, spends a lot of time uh, talking about smoke alarms and the importance of having working smoke alarms in your home on every floor and in in every bedroom because uh, without a working smoke alarm, uh, you may not escape a fire because it spreads so quickly. Now we have volunteer firemen. We also have professional firemen who are are paid for their duties. And most of those belong to city fire departments. Uh, Do you also have jurisdiction over those? We, 
we work with the entire fire service in North Carolina. Now we do we do the this the ISO class safety inspections and in, uh, for the majority of fire departments, except for those fire departments in the large cities, those inspections are done by the federal uh, ISO rating agency. But how your local fire department is rated is very important because it it affects what you pay on your homeowner's insurance. So if you have a rural fire department that say this, they're, they're on a class from 10 to one, one being the very top. If you had a rural fire department that had been a rated at a class nine and they improved to a class five, most of the people that live in that fire district would have a significant reduction in their homeowner's insurance because of the response time and so forth of that fire department. So that's something that most people really don't know about or think about, but it's very important to the public. Well, you know, uh, the other interesting thing about a lot of rural fire departments, volunteer fire departments, is very often the community is built around the volunteer fire department. It becomes sort of a social area. That's exactly right. The, the volunteer fire departments in almost every community are the center or the hub of that community, just like the local church. Now, in the uh, major cities, the uh, fire department very often also uh, serves a role as the, the first responders to uh, need for uh, uh, health emergencies. Well, well, that's true with all fire departments, Don. Even out in the rural areas, they're, they're first responders, and they actually do more health calls today than they do fire calls. What's been the biggest uh, improvement in, in our fire uh, safety? Uh, and, and by the way, coming up is October, which is Fire Safety Month, or Fire Prevention Week is in the month of October. It's coming up soon, October, the week of October 9th. So what are the tips that you would give the homeowners that uh, they might uh, need to take a good look at? Uh, you know, one of the things I've always said is uh, it, it's always good to have fire extinguishers in your home because every fire at one point in time is, is very small. Well, that's true, but you want to make sure you have an escape plan, you know, and you have two ways out. And if you talk to your local fire department, they'll be glad to help you with that. But the number one thing that I think every fire chief would tell you would be to make sure that you have working smoke alarms on every floor and in front of every bedroom and check those batteries every month. Unless you, if, if you buy the new smoke alarms, they have smoke alarms today with 10 year batteries so you don't have to worry about that battery for 10 years and that's what we're seeing a lot of folks uh, replacing the old smoke alarms with now is the 10-year smoke alarms i didn't know that that was out i'm 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 glad to know that so it's a 10-year battery it's a 10-year battery and most of your major hardware stores have those in stock interesting um so, uh, and fire extinguishers, what type of fire extinguishers should a homeowner have? Well, you want a certified, uh, I would defer to your local uh, 
fire department. Uh, as to, today is the the most important thing is to get out. You know, if you've got a fire in your house, you want to close the door and leave that house as quickly as possible. So having that escape plan and uh, knowing where the family's going to meet in a particular place, those are the things that, that save lives. And many of the fires we see come from unattended cooking. So we need people to pay attention when, when they're cooking anything. And if, you, if you've got to leave the kitchen, make sure you turn that stove off. Do not leave a stove on if you're going to leave the, the room. And uh, we have a whole list of things down on our, on our website at the Office of State Fire Marshal or ncdoi.gov. And um, also, I so, I so, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. I didn't mention to you we we're over building inspections, and that ties nicely into the fire service also because we oversee all engineering codes and state building inspections. The state building code council. We license electrical contractors, and we license plumbing contractors, and so. Safe building, uh, having sprinkler systems, and all of these things tie into fire safety and uh, insurance. I want to skip back to volunteer fire departments because uh, I think at one time you told me that uh, some, in some cases they're having trouble finding people to, uh, to participate in that program. That is very true. Uh, it's like any other civic organization. Uh, memberships are down in most civic clubs today, and most of our volunteer fire departments are really struggling to recruit volunteers and to retain those volunteers. And what we see is people, the paid firefighters, the career firefighters that are working for the city of Raleigh or the city of Durham or Greensboro, the vast majority of these firefighters also serve in rural fire departments as volunteers. So they're not only doing a full-time job as a paid firefighter, they're volunteering their time to help smaller communities. So uh, I just encourage anybody that to, to talk to your local fire department, see what they need and way of help or, or and volunteer any way you can. We're reaching out to the elementary school students. Uh, many of our fire departments have fire camps for kids in the summertime. So we know that to get our future firefighters, we've got to reach children that are at very young ages, you know, five or six, seven years old, to get them exposed to the fire service, to uh, get them thinking about possibly having careers as firefighters and that type of thing. And uh, we are beginning to see more women come into the fire service. And I think that's a good thing. What is your role as far as fire, uh, uh, forest fires and uh, uh, rural fires outdoors of buildings? Uh, say it again. Uh, forest fires. Oh, the uh, forest fires. the bear. <laughs> They're, they're covered, un, that's under the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service. 
they do an outstanding job and we work closely with them through the Office of State Fire Marshal. Uh, I know when we had the QVC fire up in Rocky Mount, you had um, 60 or 70 fire departments responding as well as the, the uh, Forest Service to help keep the fire out of the woods and that type of thing. So they're heavily involved in firefighting every day. And you mentioned that the, the community college system is also involved in training firefighters. Um, is this all of the community college system or, or colleges or just a, a yeah. select few? It's a, a, each and every one of them, all 58 across North Carolina. And this, uh, this past week, I was down in Fayetteville and the community college there, a Fayetteville Technical Community College, just spent millions of dollars through the help of the legislature and Cumberland County and the fire service in North Carolina building a regional training facility. They're in the, we just broke ground for a uh, swift water training rescue. This is, this is really going to be an economic generator for southeastern North Carolina and a great benefit to the fire service all across North Carolina. I suspect that fire engines and fire trucks are very expensive. Are we well equipped? Uh, do we have a do we have a need there, or are we in good well, shape? A, a, a new ladder truck is uh, from one point five to two million dollars. Uh, many Ooh. of these fire apparatus are uh, close to the million dollar range, so it's very expensive. And uh, many of our city's fire departments are well funded. Unfortunately, we have many rural departments that need a lot of help financially. Well, that uh, $1.5 million for, uh, for a ladder truck, wow, that's a lot of money. Our, our guest is Insurance Commissioner Mike Causey, uh, and uh, we've covered a lot of things, but we've got one more segment, and we'll be back. We're going to talk about legislation, and we're going to talk about uh, Operation MedDrop and a few other things uh, that uh, are under the uh, auspices of uh, Insurance Commissioner Causey. And we'll do that when we return right after these messages. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. 
A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Carolina Newsmakers continues, and once again, here's Don Curtis. We're back with our final segment of Carolina Newsmakers. Our guest is the Insurance Commissioner of North Carolina, Mike Causey. We opened the program by talking about automobile and homeowner insurance. We didn't talk about health insurance because, quite frankly, health insurance is not one of the areas of concern. It is of concern to Mike Causey, but it's not one of the areas that you directly control. Uh, um, and uh, so t- tell us, bring us up to date on what, uh, what is going on in health insurance, even though it's not in your department. Well, we, uh, yeah, we do uh, regulate health insurance, uh, Don. Now, uh, we don't regulate Medicaid. We do a lot of work with Medicare through our uh, Seniors Health Insurance Information Program, the SHIP program, where we help seniors uh, every day with questions about Medicare policies, uh, helping them uh, save money on prescription drugs. So if anybody is covered under Medicare and has a question, we want them to call us. Uh, we, we have a life and health insurance division. We work uh, very closely with the federal government on the Affordable Care Act. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we work closely with uh, the major insurance companies, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. We meet with them uh, just about every month, United Health Care. All the major insurance providers work with us at the Department of Insurance. But as you uh, rightly stated, a lot of the health regulation today is at the federal level. So it, it's more like a uh, partnership. Yeah, I kind of misspoke on that. I was really, when I said, well, in your preview, I was really talking about Medicaid and Medicaid and should have made that clear. But uh, uh, health insurance, of course, is just as important to everyone because it's such a huge part of people's budgets these days, even if they have company paid insurance. Medicaid is under uh, Department of Health and Human Services, and we've had issues where people with Medicaid issues have come to us, and I've just uh, picked up the phone and talked with uh, Secretary Kinsley, and we have a good working relationship, so if anybody has a question about Medicaid, the place to call would be Department of Health and Human Services. But uh, don't hesitate to let us know at the Department of Insurance, whatever your insurance questions are, and we'll get you some help. I know you're concerned about the opioid crisis. Where do we stand on that at this time? Oh, it's still a a major crisis. Uh, We have about five people a day dying from overdoses in North Carolina. And we partner with law enforcement all across North Carolina with this Operation Medicine Drop, which has been at the Department of Insurance since 2010. And uh, every month, somewhere in the state, we're having a drug take-back event, uh, partnering with a local sheriff. And we have 470 permanent drop box locations across North Carolina and if, if you're not sure where they are, you can go to our website, ncdoi.gov, and we've got a listing, or, or give us a call, and we'll, we'll send it to you or email it to you. But people need to get old prescription medicines out of their medicine cabinets, out of their drawers, 
and turn it in to a Dropbox location because you don't want these medicines getting in the hands of children or drug dealers, uh, pets. Uh, we've seen children and pets die from uh, the, just picking up a pill that's, that's laying around. And there's so many hard drugs out there today, the, the painkillers and so forth. Uh, I'd encourage people to go to our website and look up Operation Medicine Drop if you'd like to have an event in your community or we partner with a lot of pharmacies on this uh, to let us know. And it's also important not to dump these drugs into your sewer system because that creates another problem. That's right. You don't want to create an environmental hazard. So you never flush them down the toilet. Don't throw them in the trash can. Uh, just turn them in to the, a drug take-back location. A lot of drugstores today have drop boxes uh, there at the drugstore. Let's uh, turn to legislation. Any legislation either on the national level or the state level that, uh, that our uh, listeners should be aware of? Well, every year we work on uh, legislation to better protect consumers, and we try to uh, clarify any language that, that may be confusing. So we will be working with the legislators in the upcoming session uh, with the insurance uh, industry and consumer groups. Uh, I don't have any specific legislation to talk about today, but that is something we will be working on. And if, if anybody has an idea, suggestion that you think is needed in uh, legislative reform pertaining to any type of insurance or health care, I'd like to know about it. Let's turn to staffing. Are you fully staffed at this point in time? We're fairly close to being fully staffed. We do have a number of openings for certified public accountants and uh, I think a couple of sworn law enforcement officer positions and uh, we particularly need people that have financial, uh, banking, accounting, uh, finance backgrounds, and we do have uh, engineers, uh, risk managers, and I'd just say if anybody out there is looking for potential employment with the state of North Carolina, go to our website and look at the jobs that we have posted. And the state of North Carolina also has a the NeoGov website that all agencies post uh, any openings. So uh, that's a that's a good point, Don. And we we certainly welcome new people to apply. Well, we've had a lot of announcements of new industries coming in, and most of these are paying higher salaries. Uh, are our state salaries competitive? State salaries are getting better uh, all the time. Uh, the legislature just approved uh, some additional money last year. We're we're seeing uh, uh, jobs that are that are paying very well at this time. Well, that's good news to hear. So, if you were to take a look at your agenda for your personal agenda for the next. Uh, uh, three or four, five months. What uh, what's at the top of your agenda? Of things that you're working on personally. Well, uh, and when you say personally, you talk, uh, uh, not related. I'm talking to about it. 
You're, no, in your role as insurance commissioner. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, continuing to fight insurance fraud. We want to uh, continue to be uh, aggressively fight insurance fraud and uh, let the crooks know that we're, we're watching, we're going after them. Uh, I also want to do more work with this problem with the uninsured motorists and people driving without a license. Uh, working with other state agencies there to uh, to crack down on that and continuing to do everything we can to hold down insurance rates at every level for the consumer because uh, you know we're here to help we want people to know that if they've got a problem with an insurance claim or they they're having a frustrating experience trying to get a claim settled. Don't go through it yourself. Give us a call because we have consumer folks that are here every day, Monday through Friday, eight to five, and they are really good at what they do. They'll get your information. They'll talk to the insurance company and they are really good at getting favorable settlements. So let us hear from you. Uh, and uh, I failed to mention this when we were talking about Medicare, but open enrollment is approaching. Tell us about open enrollment. Open enrollment is, is coming up in October and it goes to December, uh, first week in December. And uh, we have volunteers all across North Carolina. We have about a thousand volunteers in every county that can meet personally with the consumers that have questions about Medicare what plan is best. We're not trying to sell anything. So I would recommend that uh, you call the Department of Insurance or call your local senior center in your county and uh, they will set up an appointment for you to talk on the phone or come in personally and review your Medicare coverage and make sure you have the proper uh, Medicare supplements and that you're not paying too much for prescription drugs. Well, it's, it's interesting because I just got in the mail, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners did as well, a big, thick uh, a set of instructions and policy about Medicare from the federal government. It must be 75, 80 pages. I looked at it and said, that's that's too much for me to to know about. And that's right. There's, and it's so confusing that it is really good to, to sit down with one of these SHIP, the Seniors Health Insurance Information Program volunteers, and let them go over your coverage and tell you what's covered and, and uh, where you may need additional help. And you call that SHIP, S-H-I-P. Again, what does that stand for? It's two I's, Senior, Seniors Health Insurance Information Program. Well, that's just a great service. And, and again, they can get information about that from your website. And that is particularly important right now because this open enrollment period is approaching and uh, is the time to get all of this corrected if you need correction. That's right. Well, okay, we've got about uh, about 60 seconds left. Uh, any closing thoughts or advice for our listeners as far as uh, covering their car, their home, their life, their health? Like I said and, before, uh, give, give your insurance agent a call and say, hey, I'd like to review my coverage to make sure I'm properly covered. And uh, I want to put in a, a plug for the uh, North Carolina State Fair that's coming up. Uh, 
our agency, Department of Insurance and Office of State Fire Marshal has exhibits. Most of our other state agencies have exhibits. Commissioner Troxler's done an outstanding job getting that ready. And we, we also have some other fairs across the state. Uh, the Cle Cleveland County has a big fair uh, that we're participating in this year. And so I, I believe it's going to be a good year for the fair. It's looking like it is. And uh, just encourage people, if they can, to go out and uh, check out all the new things that the state fair has to offer and look at the booth from the Department of Insurance and Office of State Fire Marshal. Good, good, uh, good tip. Uh, that Cleveland County Fair is one that's often overlooked. I grew up in Bessemer City, so that I'm well aware of that one. Well, Commissioner, we appreciate you taking time to be with us. Commissioner of Insurance, uh, Mike Causey, and uh, uh, Jason Kong has produced our program. If you'd like to hear a repeat of this broadcast or share it with a friend, you can go online to carolinanewsmakers.com. And Jason will have another guest for us next week on this same group of stations all across North Carolina. So next week, have a good week. Carolina Newsmakers is a production of NCN and is heard each week on a network of North Carolina's leading radio stations. To hear a repeat of this broadcast, go to carolinanewsmakers.com. Carolina Newsmakers is produced by Jason Kong. Network engineer is Alan Sherrill. I'm Scott Fitzgerald inviting you to join us again next week, same time for Carolina Newsmakers. Newsmakers.